Hey there, this is Mark, and in regards to this episode, I just wanted to let you know that the audio had actually recorded through the laptop instead of the microphone, so the audio quality is going to be a bit different from what you're used to from the Connect You podcast. Ty and I did agree that it has some great information and great content, so we still wanted to make sure that we shared it with you. With that said, here is the episode. Thanks. Welcome back to the Connect You podcast, where we talk about health, life, and feelings to help connect to a better you. In this episode, we're going to talk about inspiration. Yeah, so we're going to talk about where it comes from, when do we feel inspired, what do we do when we're inspired, and why you shouldn't let your inspirations go to waste. So for you, Ty, where does inspiration come from for you? So I drive quite a bit. I usually drive two hours a day, so around 10 to 12 hours a week, sometimes more. So I spend a lot of time in the car, and while I'm doing that, I listen to podcasts, sometimes books on tape, but mostly it's podcasts. So I have quite a few of those that I feel inspire me on a regular basis. One thing about being self-employed and going to work for yourself every day is that it's really important to have some good sources of inspiration and kind of keep that fire burning because otherwise you're just slacking and working for the weekend and that's not great in the long run because you're working for yourself. So you really don't want to cheat yourself on you know your maximum productivity and motivation and having that fire inside you. So I listen to a lot of podcasts. Some of my favorite ones I listen to would be How I Built This which is an NPR podcast, and they have an interviewer who questions various entrepreneurs and people who have founded businesses and started businesses and really made them successful. So it's a great one because I'm hearing about how very successful people have become successful and just sort of their trials and tribulations as they got there. It's really great because it's not always... A super positive story. Sometimes you hear about all the horrible things they went through or how they came really close to failure and were able to pull it up. So some people they've interviewed are George Zimmer, the founder of Men's Warehouse, Rod Canyon, the founder of Compact Computers, the guys who did Squarespace, the guys who did Warby Parker, Blake Mykoski, the founder of Tom's. So just a wide variety of different industries and different people And you get to hear firsthand from some really interesting individuals how they founded their business and how they made it into, in a lot of cases, a billion-dollar or multi-billion-dollar business. How about you? Yeah, so I have more time now in regards to being able to listen to podcasts and read a bunch of books, YouTube videos. And I did have time before because I used to drive quite a bit. Anytime that I would have to go anywhere, especially when I didn't live in the city, I'd be driving for probably three hours in a weekend just to get to wherever I have to go, if not more. So a lot of times I would listen to a podcast because it's either listen to music and let my thoughts wander, which can be dangerous sometimes, or I can learn a bunch by listening to a podcast. And I found that that just helps me to get that inspiration for not only the self-employment and the business side of things, but also just stuff in my life in general and finding ways to inspire myself to do more, to maybe find new hobbies to do. 
and right now I'm listening to a lot of podcasts in regards to just fitness information to try and see what ideas other people have and how we can bring it to our podcast here as well. And I also do that kind of stuff in reading books and getting ideas from that. And I read a lot of self-help books, so Brittany Brown is kind of a big one and I've talked about it in the past. That's a lot of my articles that have to do with like mental health. A lot of the ideas come from the books that she's written. And I read a lot of books in regards to psychology, evolutionary psychology, and just how the brain works as well to try and understand other people's perspectives better. So when I'm writing in my articles, I can write from others' perspectives and talk about that better, have kind of a better idea of how to meet in the middle because I can talk about my personal experiences, but then if I can talk about something that I heard in a podcast or talked about in a book by a professional in that specific area, I think it just helps me be more inspired to share my own experiences and my own story. Right on. Now, you used to drive quite a bit. You still drive from time to time, for sure. When do you feel inspired? Is it mostly when you're in the car for long amounts of time? Or is it during your workouts, in the shower? When do you find that really, that inspiration sort of hits you? A lot of times it's when I'm not thinking, so I just let my mind wander. And I love listening to music. I listen to music in my vehicle. I listen to music when I work out. I listen to music when I'm in the shower. When I'm sleeping, I pretty much always have music on. And even when I'm writing my articles, I still have music on. So I find that basically any time for me is a time that I can get inspired by just letting my mind wander, basically. And it almost happens when I'll be thinking of something totally random or wherever I'm going, how the interactions are going to be, or if I'm going to the grocery store, to what I'm going to get. And then I might have an idea right in that spot. And it's usually when my mind's watering is the best time that I come up with ideas. Gotcha. So it kind of sneaks up on you from the side a little bit. Yeah. I definitely find the same thing when I'm driving, it's a great time. Your body's occupied and you have to stay a little bit focused on what you're doing, but for the most part, your brain can kind of float along. Maybe you're listening to whatever the stereo, but sometimes your thoughts just go a separate direction. And it can be really great to make connections and solve problems that you weren't actively working on. So I really enjoy that as well. Yeah, and I find if you ask yourself a question and you just let that question kind of sit there, especially on a drive that you very regularly where you pay attention enough so that you're not going to in an accident or anything like that. Although you can almost go in robot mode at that point. Yeah. But yeah. you ask that question or after you left work, sometimes you maybe thought I need to do this at work or I need to figure out how I can do this. And then you get in your car and you're driving away and then have the music on, whatever the case is, maybe you're thinking of something else, but then that's when that inspiration hits. Because I find if you can ask that question before you're going to do whatever task, so driving for me a workout, that your brain just kind of comes up with that answer. And that happens when you're just doing those things, something completely different, not actually thinking about that exact question that you thought about before. Yeah, another podcast I really enjoy, almost for the same reason as how I built this, is Song Exploder. And it's a lot of the same format, but it's musicians breaking down how they made a song. So it's a lot more of a right brain, left brain shift than how I built this, but still a lot of the same parts that I really enjoy. 
getting quite granular with how they created something out of nothing. And I find that one is particularly inspirational for creative projects that I have, but also kind of a good one too, just to throw on and maybe you're listening 75% and the other 25% is just your brain working through problems and that sort of thing. I listen to a lot of podcasts and I watch a lot of YouTube. I don't know that I get super inspired from a lot of YouTube that I watch. It's generally me watching things that I'd rather see someone do than do myself. I watch a lot of woodworking videos and blacksmithing videos and fixing car videos. For the most part, a lot of that stuff is serving as kind of like a proxy for doing it myself, as opposed to really getting me inspired and up off the couch and to go do it. And maybe it's just a difference of when I'm consuming those two different types of media. But yeah, I rarely find that YouTube gets me up and off the couch and actually doing something. Yeah, and when I watch YouTube, I sometimes do it to get ideas or inspiration by watching other fitness YouTubers and just people who I can connect with. And rarely do I ever get that spark of inspiration when that's happening. Right, yeah. Because unless I go into there purposely asking myself that question of, okay, I need to get an idea for an article or I need to get an idea for an ad. And I watch fitness videos and things like that and even read fitness articles more to get those ideas and to see what other people are doing at that point and to see if my clients are running into a certain problem, then that can help by seeing how other people deal with those situations. And it's funny how much stuff you can find on YouTube and on Google and even other fitness people for me in the industry and listening to podcasts. Sometimes I find that you get pretty lucky because an episode comes out of somebody who you watch on YouTube or a podcast episode comes out and it's the exact thing that you needed to hear at that moment. Yeah, yeah. And I feel it happens more often than it doesn't. Right. Where you had this question or you were running into kind of that writer's block or you needed that inspiration and that podcast episode comes out or that video comes out that you watched and just everything clicks for you and everything connects at that point. So sometimes it's just inspiration is luck as well. Right. And now what do you do when you're inspired? Do you make notes? Do you take action? Do you have a solid plan? Or do you just hope that you remember it? What's your go-to on that? I like to write it down. So if I'm driving, I usually just tell Siri to make a note. Yeah. Because I can do that hands-free. And if I'm not driving and I'm at home or I'm parked somewhere or whatever the case is, I'll put that note in my phone. And if I'm at home, I'll instantly go on my laptop or my iPad and I'll just start doing whatever I need to to get that thought out of my head. It's always best, I find, to just take action on that because if inspiration hits, that's the time that everything's just going to pour out of me. Right. And if I wait, I almost lose my train of thought and I almost lose the idea, even though I had it written down, I lose the rest of it by taking more time to actually take action on that. Right. So you kind of lose momentum and lose your passion for it and that excitement. Yeah. And what about yourself? What's, what do you do when you're inspired? I try and plan what I'm going to listen to on my commute around 
having that more inspirational kind of get me fired up stuff in the morning on my way to work, which not only makes my commute a lot better, but is probably why I'm so much more productive in the front half of my day than in the back half of my day. And then it's a lot more, I guess, entertainment-based or a lot less intensive sort of based stuff on my commute home. So I really plan out that exciting get-me-fired-up-for-the-day stuff for the mornings so that I can get to work and just kind of hit the ground running. And it's maybe not creatively inspiring me for any particular task, but just listening to podcasts about people who have grown their business into something huge and great it's hard not to come into work and just give everything, you know, 150% and kind of burn through your to-do list and those sort of things. So that's what I try and do is plan it that way. But yeah, I also definitely use notes in my phone like crazy. If it's maybe like a writing idea that I have for something a little more on that creative side. So that's what I like to do with that. And you mentioned that you use a lot of post-it notes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I go through post-its like crazy. That's part to-do list and then part ideas list. So yeah, I have a ton. I have a habit and it's fun. It works great for me. It's super satisfying for to-do lists because you can just kind of like crumple it up and throw it away when you're done, but also works really great for other stuff too because you can just kind of hang on to all those and stick them in a book or something and then they're, they're there and you have your ideas in kind of nice little parcel formats. So yeah. And I like how you brought up getting inspiration from other people Yeah, and having that spur you on and maybe not spur you on to do something inspirational yourself, but just give you that extra jump in your step yeah. when you get to work, hearing about somebody else that was successful with a project that they're working on or building a business or building whatever wood project or whatever the case is, whatever podcast that you're listening to. Yeah. Hearing that and knowing, okay, this person did an amazing job and they follow through from step to step. And even though they talk about some learnings that they had, some mistakes that maybe were made, then at the end, it all worked out. Going into work or doing whatever you're about to do, that can help you just show up better. Yeah, and one thing I've seen or heard from all these different entrepreneurs in a whole range of different businesses, pretty much always at the base of it is some pretty hard work. So they all got down and just did what they had to do. There's very few instances where someone just showed up and lucked into a billion dollar company. So it is really good to have a solid reminder of that, that you know what, sometimes you just have to buckle down and get some work done. Now you have a pretty good network of mentors. So do you want to talk about how you get inspiration from them or how you give inspiration to them? I know you have a, a pretty good group of people there. So Yeah, so I joined a mentorship group that started back in January, and it's all fitness entrepreneurs, people who are wanting to go into the online fitness business, similar to myself. And for me, I see everybody as a mentor, and there's two people who my previous personal trainer is actually running the group with a friend and partner of his, and they basically put out content every month, and then they do two question and answer videos every month. So there's tons of content always coming out. And they actually have challenges that come up that we get to participate in. And they push the limit of what we feel we are able to do. So one time it was posting four articles, so long form articles, well researched, and putting that online. For me, I felt that that's my strong suit because I had already posted articles before that. And hearing people in the group talking about their experiences 
some people hadn't done any long-form articles or posted any articles at all. Some didn't have a website, some did. Some did have articles, although stopped writing articles. And for me, I had already gone through the point of my jitters and wondering if somebody's going to read this and my judgments. So I was able to help other people in regards to that in this mentorship and help inspire people as well. Because something that I talked about when somebody asked, how do you get ideas? Something that I brought up was I talked about what my experience with fitness was in the beginning and my journey and questions that I had going through that. And a lot of times for my fitness stuff, especially when it comes to nutrition and workouts, I try to answer questions that I had in the very beginning and through my journey. And so that's what I brought up in that group. And sometimes I ask questions in there as well. If I am having trouble with, I guess, an article or having trouble with getting more clients or an ad or wanting to know what other people's approaches are, it's awesome to be able to just throw something in a chat, so on Facebook, into a group. And normally you have 5 to 15 people who will answer and give you great information and inspire you because they'll talk about oh yeah, I ran into this before and totally get where you're coming from with this and why it could be a bit difficult. These are the steps that I took though, and this is what I found works. And then you also have two people who are very solid in the business, which it's leaders of it, which are Mike and Jordan, who also answer your questions in there as well. And then they'll answer questions on the Q&A when it comes up and it all helps. And it helps you to just be more motivated find inspiration in other people in those groups. Okay, so it sounds like you have a pretty good group of peers there, that you're all in a very similar industry, all trying to do roughly the same thing in different places. And you have a good mix of some very established people that know pretty much everything you're going to come up against through your journey, and then also some very unestablished people, some very kind of green people, who it's sometimes a little bit helpful for you to look and be like, oh, well, I used to be there, and at least now I'm here. You know, they were two steps ago, and these guys over here are two steps further down the road. So you get a good idea where you've been and where you've come from and where you're going. Yeah, and it's always nice to hear that you're not the only one going through something. Yeah, absolutely. And especially if hearing it from people on the podcast that you listen to, people I've listened to on podcasts, people in my mentorship group, hearing from them that I went through this, these are my experiences, yeah. These are, this is how I felt about it, this is how I still feel sometimes. So, and then you have people who are right in the same spot you are, and when you bring up a question and somebody says, hey, I'm following this question because I want to know too, that makes you feel good because it's not a stupid question at that yeah. point. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. And sure. I know some people say there are no stupid questions. There are none. <laughs> Although you can definitely feel like there are, and I know some people, if you ask a certain question and it seems very basic, some people are going to roll their eyes at you. Yeah. So I have that thought sometimes where I wonder if I ask this question, if it's one of those where people are just going to be like, oh my God, how does he not know this? I ask it anyways, because I want to know and maybe somebody else wants to know, but they didn't ask because they're thinking the same thing I am. Right. But it's better for people to roll their eyes and then answer your question, then you just you try and stumble forever. Yeah, exactly. And I imagine those people that are following those maybe seemingly basic questions you're asking, the people who are following along going, I want to know the answer to this too, 
I imagine those people are maybe inspired by you. You know, you're maybe that one or two steps ahead of them, or you've at least thought of a question that maybe they hadn't thought of yet. It's like, oh, I'm not there yet. That's a great idea. I should find out how to do that when I get there. So do you have any books? You mentioned Brene Brown has some. Any in particular other ones that you've really been inspired by? And is it usually paper copy or audiobook or a little bit of both? It's a little bit of both. And paper copy, I can't remember the exact title of it. It has to do with a professor who went around and wanted to understand how people were kind to individuals and just kind to everybody in their life and why they were kind. And so I really enjoyed that book. I'm still reading it. I'm about halfway done. But it's interesting that somebody took the time to go around the world because it wasn't just in one area. It went around the world to meet people who are just kind to everybody in their life and to understand where that comes from. And for me, I try to be as kind as I can. And hearing these people's stories is, it just helps me to know that you can do it in every situation that you come through. And you can, I guess, hold back your emotions sometimes. Emotion's not a bad thing, I'm not saying that. There's just a better way to approach things than throwing a temper or getting angry as your first response. And that happened to me before, so reading this book definitely helped. And another book is called Mate. I talked to you about this book before. Yeah. So it's by Tucker Max and Dr. Jeffrey Miller. And it has a lot to do with evolutionary psychology and how men can interact with women better and just, I guess, have a better understanding from women's perspectives and where that comes from in the past and through evolution. So I find that book very interesting because being able to see somebody else's perspective is, or at least have a better idea of their perspective and keeping that in mind in interactions, it's never going to be a bad thing. And I can take the kindness book and I can take the evolutionary psychology book and I can apply those to my own life and my own experiences, which also give me inspiration. And then I can put that into articles that I write and just continually come up with ideas time after time. Right on. Yeah, that sounds great. I definitely find too, I prefer books that are maybe a little bit more business adjacent books. I don't know if you've recently sat down and tried to read a business book, but man, they can be super dry and just full of charts and graphs and everything, which I like now. And it's a lot of times a bit much, but what you're explaining sounds very interesting. It's a field that is in your business, but it's not specifically a book on business, which I think can be a lot more helpful a lot of the time. I know, especially for myself, I've really struggled to find the right kind of business book because I run a fairly small business and you can read some of the big ones that have been around forever, like good to great or whatever. And some of that helps, but I'm not running, you know, a 300 person company with a whole organization chart and everything like that. I have a very small staff. I myself am wearing a lot of hats in the business. So some books I've really enjoyed are kind of along the same lines as like I was talking about the podcast. I really enjoyed Elon Musk's biography, the guy who founded Tesla, Solar City, SpaceX. It's just such a really cool journey. And the overarching theme of that is his passion, just really pulling a business along that was close to failure many, many times, throwing his own money into it. And in a lot of ways, it's a bit of a cautionary tale. 
but also a pretty exciting one too, talking about all growing a business from nothing and from just this idea and a lot of people not really believing in it either. But another one I really enjoyed that's kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum is Onward by Howard Schultz, the Starbucks guy. It's kind of a lot different because he's writing this book immediately after Starbucks had to close something like six or 700 stores through the 0809 recession. And it's all about kind of dealing with failure and reimagining yourself, reimagining your business and not just letting it crumble and fall into the ashes. And there's even a part in there where he comes back out of retirement to be CEO and sort of turns the company around one more time. So not such a from nothing to everything sort of story, but almost the opposite. It's really good to read those kind of stories and know that if you have a failure in your business or in your life, it's not everything and it's not the end. There's a lot of places you can go from there to turn it around. And once again, it does come down to a lot of the time just putting in that work and putting in that effort and believing in yourself. Yeah, and I think talking to people who are mentors, talking to family, talking to friends, and leaning on them sometimes when you reach that point where think you have failed because I've felt like that even in the business that I'm doing right now where not that I have failed but that things just aren't happening at the pace that they should be or that I feel they need to be and it can just take one person that you have that conversation with to say hey let's just sit down let's actually talk about this and you work through a few things and you actually see that you are working hard and it's just going to take time to continue to build that up from scratch and if it takes longer than what you originally thought it would there's nothing wrong with that that doesn't mean that you failed that just means you have to keep going yeah sometimes a little extra outside perspective can really make a big difference in how things are shining the light from a different angle and all of a sudden you see not what all you have yet to do but what all you have actually done a sort of weird place i take a bit of inspiration from tv is apparently still a thing and I really enjoy the shows Shark Tank or Dragon's Den. They're basically the same shows with the same people. And it's a bunch of budding entrepreneurs going and pitching their ideas. And I enjoy it for two different reasons. Once again, seeing very inspiring people showing off cool inventions or businesses they've built and whatever, just looking to take it to the next level. But also seeing people that have done a lot worse than I'm doing. And it's like, oh, could be worse. I could have sunk half a million dollars into a really stupid invention. So at least I didn't do that. It's maybe a little morbid, but sometimes on those rough days, it can really help out. Yeah, I can agree with that. I've watched it sometimes just to see the people who have done really well. So I'm like, oh yeah, that's awesome. That is a great idea. Then you see the ones where they're not so good. <laughs> and it doesn't make you feel great because you feel bad for them. Yeah. But inside you feel a little better about your idea and especially with the feedback that you get from others. And you've talked about this before in regards to your writing, where yeah. you've read some amazing books. Then it's also nice to read those books that aren't so good. Yeah. Because yeah. then you know this got published, and I'm going to work as hard as I can on my book, and I'm going to continue doing that. And you have somebody who's right there with you, reading the content, and you read theirs. Yeah. But knowing that there is work out there that quality-wise maybe not the best, and it still got published. Absolutely. For yours, it's it's a bit of a bump for you and a bit of a inspiration to just keep going, I guess. Yeah. Hey, if they can do this, I can do this too, right? Or yeah. 
oh man, they did that, and that's much worse than what I've already done. So yeah, it can, you know, it, it's maybe not the most altruistic way to look at things, but it is good to see that, you know, take inspiration where you find it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and I think really, if you're having a down day or a day where you just kind of want to not actually do that, and then you remember a story that you read, or for me, an article that I read, or whatever the case is, and my biggest thing is if I see spelling mistakes all the time, things oh, like that. Yeah. And you've talked about this in the past. Man, it's so bad in the fitness industry. I, I don't know why, like, spelling and fitness can go hand in hand, people. But I see that kind of stuff, and I'm like, okay, I feel okay writing a post or doing an article and putting my content out because I spell check it. And if something didn't go right, somebody in my life will tell me. And I don't feel embarrassed about it for that long yeah. because I can go in, I can but it's just good to see that kind of stuff sometimes because it makes you work a little bit harder. It makes you, I feel, want to do that much better of a job on what you're working on because spelling mistakes for me is a pet peeve. But also when I see Shark Tank, when I see certain ideas, I think, great, you took a chance and that's awesome. Yeah. Sinking that much money into it <laughs> sometimes yeah. is good. But at least they went out and did that. And then it makes me feel good knowing hey, this isn't the end of the world if this doesn't work out. Yeah, it's all about kind of that spirit of competition and measuring yourself against someone else. And you can look at it and be like, okay, you know, no matter how my article is, at least I know that the spelling and grammar are on point. So one way or another, I have that locked down. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good way to look at it. So let's talk about why you shouldn't let your inspirations go to waste. I think it's all about trying to find who you are as a person when it comes to not letting your inspiration go to waste. And what I mean by that is, for me, I could have not been working at the bank anymore. And the first time when I had that thought of, oh, is this business going to work? I could have just let that take over and slowly stop writing articles and not come up with an idea for doing a podcast and taking a chance consistently. But I did take the chance on that and I feel it helps me grow as a person to continually be inspired and to put action to the inspirations that I have so articles that I write I feel they can connect with people and whether that's 10 people a thousand people for me it doesn't even matter consistently having people read my content and listening to our podcast it helps me to just grow as a person and I even gain things from articles that I write and I gained something from the podcast episode as well Yeah, from the last one and we're the one that's talking yeah, yeah. about <laughs> it and there's certain things that even I said in the last episode where I thought about it after hearing it again and I was like oh I need to start doing exactly what I just said right yeah. like I do it sometimes but I know instances and I can visually see experiences and conversations that I've had with people in the past where I didn't do these things so I didn't ask the proper question and I could have and I almost start to default to that and that's something that I picked up from this so if we didn't do this podcast episode I probably wouldn't even picked up on that right yeah and so not letting inspiration go to waste so that I can grow and I can also be more vulnerable helps me but then I'm hoping that more so that it helps somebody else because everybody has their own story and they have their own story to tell but if you're not taking inspiration and ideas to actually tell that story 
then I'm not sure who you're benefiting at that point. Right. And that's actually a pretty awesome, you know, one more source of inspiration you mentioned is finding inspiration in yourself. I wouldn't have thought about it this way before, but I've definitely come across that where I'm reading something that I wrote a month ago, a year ago, whatever, to the point that it's, I've forgotten that I wrote it. And I've been in situations where I've read it and been like, oh, that's pretty good. And then like, oh man, that's me. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I think finding inspiration in yourself is really important because that's a medium and a source of inspiration that doesn't ever have to go away. You can always have it, always have access to it, which is why I think it's really important to write things down and keep notes and make voice memos and all those sort of things about your important ideas and your discoveries and your kind of journey that you're going through. Something I just thought about is if you consistently, so we talk about goals and making smaller goals yep. and inspiration is going to help with that and coming up with ideas consistently and being inspired to actually create those goals and continually work towards those goals. And for me in the past, I sometimes didn't have those goals. I was just more going through the motions in life. So I still spend time with friends, spend time with family, do activities and sports and work out. But I always felt that there was something missing. And you can get into a habit of just not being inspired to do anything. Yeah. So I used to love to draw and I used to love to write and even have a guitar, so playing music. And I used to be inspired to do these things. And over time, that went away. And what I found is that it can feel very lonely at that point, if that makes sense. If you don't have something that you're reaching for. Right. Yeah. So having that goal, because if you have that goal, you're consistently going to have inspiration and you're going to look for inspiration everywhere that you go because you have to continue doing and continue reaching for that goal in the hopes that you're actually going to reach it. Yeah, it's a really great feedback loop. The more inspired you are, the more you're searching inspiration and you kind of just end up in a ever bettering sort of cycle where you end up the best version of yourself if you're looking for different ways to grow. Yeah, so why you shouldn't let your inspiration go to waste? then your light goes out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a really good way to look at it. I think it's important to, to really maybe sit down and kind of analyze or realize or acknowledge where you're getting inspiration from because there's sort of different ways to waste your inspiration. There's being inspired and not doing anything with it, but on the other hand, there's getting inspired at the wrong time. If you have a big project due or you need to study for a test or you have something really important coming up, that's maybe not the time to get inspired for a creative project or to start a new business or something like that. Like there's good times and there's bad times for everything. But the same goes too. Maybe don't consume your most inspirational media or whatever it is right before bed. Because you don't always know if that feeling is going to carry through till the morning. And you're maybe just closing out your day super inspired and you can't sleep all night. And then when you finally fall asleep, you get like three hours and you wake up and you're just bagged and you don't want to do anything, right? So... It's important to know what inspires you and find out when you can best utilize that passion and that fire and that inspiration. So planning things a little bit accordingly. But that really does come down to knowing yourself and knowing what lights that fire inside you. All right, I'm just going to list off a few more podcasts that I listen to, just kind of my whole catalog here. And I get a pretty good amount of inspiration from all of these in different ways. So 99% Invisible, which is all about design, but really kind of broad spectrum design. So not necessarily design you can 
see with your eyes, but sometimes it's computer programming design, or sometimes it's furniture design, and sometimes it's architecture. I really enjoy that one. How I Built This, as I mentioned, The Jordan Harbinger Show, a really good one, covers a lot of different, really interesting topics. It's all about learning how to do different things, and the most recent one here is How to Be a Good Mentor, so really topical there. I listened to one called Lore, which is spooky stories. It's kind of funny, but it has an awesome origin story in that Aaron Mankey, the guy who started Lore, it was one of the most explosive growths in a podcast ever. It just took off and it's like this really Cinderella story of him doing it in his basement one month and then the next month having like half a million subscribers. So really kind of cool for that. Song Exploder, I already mentioned. One of my longtime favorites is Stuff You Should Know. It's really kind of short, bite-sized information, a brief overview of a whole ton of different topics. They have over a thousand episodes and I love learning. So it's awesome to just kind of learn about all kinds of different things from inventors or inventions, global warming, how dying works, a bunch of different situations of really bad luck, how trampolines work. It's just all over the map. But if you enjoy learning, it's an awesome one to listen to. And the guys who host it have been doing it together for so long that they're just like a well-oiled machine. I listen to uh, Connect to You podcast. Really great. Highly recommend it. Another one of my longtime favorites is called Hello Internet. It's from one of my favorite YouTubers. And it's just... It's all over about different internet-y stuff, and it's full of inside jokes and that sort of thing. But uh, it's got a really great community around it, which makes it lots of fun. And then Revisionist History, which is by Malcolm Gladwell, who is an amazing author for writing those nonfiction books that take a deep dive into different sort of industries or businesses or education platforms and really kind of subverts what you think you know about all those sort of things. So yeah, that's kind of my list of inspirational podcasts that I enjoy many, many hours a week. Yeah, and some for me is Mind Pump, and they talk about fitness, nutrition, and they talk about just their daily lives and experiences that they had, and then the Gary Vee audio experience. So I consume a lot of Gary Vee content, and, which I guess makes sense being an entrepreneur. And I've also read a few of his books. That's uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Gary V for short. Gary V for short. Those of us who know him know him as Gary V. <laughs> and then Yodonic's podcast. And with that one, that one's more fitness, dating, nutrition. And I find I can get inspiration from it sometimes. And then the Meeting Grounds podcast, which that one's done. But that's probably the first podcast that I ever listened to. And that one's in regards to the book Mate, so done by the same people, and just talking about evolutionary psychology. So they bring on different experts. So they bring on doctors, they bring on people for nutrition. So they talk about the paleo diet and other diets, and then they bring on fitness people and talk about, they do talk about their daily life as well, and talk about it from a perspective of, okay, when you were in junior high, how was this for you? And then where are you now with it, basically? So... I found that one was really good and helped me a lot. But uh, the other one would be, as you mentioned, Connecting Podcast. Which, Super good. Fantastic. Would recommend. Yeah. But with that, we are done with Connecting Podcast. So thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you.